0: 23 minutes till 4 o'clock here on The Voice of Pittsburgh, KDKA. We talked right before the break about the arrest of two in the Allegheny County elder abuse case in Forward Township as they charged Lori and Nicholas Giacomelli. They were charged in the victim, I should say, they were in charge of the victim's care and well being, a 76 year old. But it turns out that Lori is the victim's ex-daughter-in-law, and she lived with her in a home with her son, Nicholas, according to the criminal complaint. And they both admitted to not bathing the victim, possibly for years. Police say that Lori was also in charge of the victim's finances and used that money for gas, for groceries and for auto parts. Now the 76-year-old woman is in the hospital where she is suffering from COVID-19 also has lice, pneumonia, and other ailments as well. As for the two people, they have been charged with neglect for care of a dependent person. A third person is expected to be charged in the coming days. So what in the world do you do? If you've got family who is uh, in a personal care home or assisted living or a nursing home, and you hear this, it, I'm sure just makes your skin crawl. So let's find out from somebody who's done this for more than 25 years. And welcome back to the program on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, Chris Arrestas, the president of retirement genius. He has been involved not only in insurance and long-term care industries, but he also has been putting together a long-term life settlement that he did more than 10 years ago. Chris, it's good to have you back on the program. How are you?
1: Rick, thank you, and, and thanks for having me back, although I'm sorry we have to talk about uh, such a disturbing yet important topic today.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I would say, and I do say, Merry Christmas to you, and it's, it is. It's 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 hard to talk about, but at the same time, it's also something that, that cannot be ignored. I mean, in the line of work that you were in, how often do you hear about these cases that go awry?
1: Too, too often. This is a common situation, and unfortunately— Where you find elder abuse happening so often, it comes from either family members or caregivers. And in this circumstance that happened, uh, that we're we're talking about now, that was a combination of both. You had people who were related and were playing the role of caregiver, but completely neglecting and and abusing this, this poor individual. And as we all know, seniors are among the most vulnerable population in
0: our country is it more often the case that something like this happens in an individual's home rather than in a care center. You know, there
1: there are a lot of incidences like this that do happen at home because that person's a, is relatively alone. There there's not as many prying eyes. It, it certainly can happen in care facilities, nursing homes, assisted living communities, but in those environments there's a lot more people there's a lot more professionals. There's, there's a lot more standards and regulation that, that are being enforced. Uh, and at home, you're kind of at the whim of the person that's taking care of you. And, and that's where a lot of this abuse can happen. Again, family members, uh, caregivers, and, and, and abuse will show up in, in some different ways. It, it can be physical abuse, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, physical abuse that can also be sexual in nature. There's financial abuse. There's just outright neglect, and and then verbal, mental abuse. That, that that sort of abusive relationship type of a situation also can can rise up in in these environments.
0: So help us have an idea, Chris, what we should be looking for. How can you open our eyes to these sorts of things?
1: Yeah, I, I you got to be looking for physical signs, marks on the body. Uh, you'll you'll see it. I mean, you can't you can't miss a black eye. You can't miss. Some serious bruising if somebody's been physically abused. Uh, Also, you'll you'll see them. You'll see the 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 person who has been abused act like they've been a subject of trauma. They'll be withdrawn. They'll be they'll be very skittish. They'll be they'll flinch. They'll they'll look like somebody who who's gone through and and is worried about being abused further. Uh, Sometimes they'll, they'll they'll outright tell you that listen to them if they're saying. That they're experiencing something if they're trying to tell you uh either directly or indirectly hinting that something's going on keep your eyes open listen to what they're saying uh, you might even see some odd interactions between the, the your loved one and the caregiver whether it's your whether it's a family member or a professional caregiver some odd interaction where there's you know uh the, the, the person who's being abused is acting like they're afraid to say something and the abuser is giving them the evil eye and trying to keep them in line. And then another thing is to is to also look around the house for are there missing items? or things starting to get stolen, particularly medications? Sometimes uh, there's the abuse will come in the form of stealing their medications. Uh, and also financial abuse. Uh, you, they'll be missing money. They're either out of their accounts or cash. and and so those are the things you want to be looking for, those physical cues those verbal cues, and and then those, those cues of what you can spot around the house.
0: Obviously, in our legal system, it is up to um, somebody to prove that that has happened. I mean, it's innocent until proven guilty. So then if you suspect that something is going on, is your first step to go to the home itself? Is it to go to the police? Is it to go to a district attorney's office? What do you do? Where do you begin? Well, if you, if you
1: suspect abuse either in the home or, or in a professional caretaking environment, nursing home, assisted living, I, I got to tell you, one thing I've seen more and more people are doing is installing hidden cameras, mm. putting in a camera that, that can keep an eye on. They're so easy and, and, and cost effective to obtain and to put in. If you want to keep an eye on a loved one remotely and, and in the process, get evidence of somebody maybe in in the in the act that's one way to do it and if you start to keep track of the fact that there are missing things you take pictures you you look at, at bank accounts money's being drained you know keep keep track of those records uh and and then if the time comes yeah you you could either reach out to the police uh you could also look to get yourself in a position as a as a loved one to be a power of attorney, even possibly establish a conservatorship to protect them, uh, protect their money. Uh, And there's an excellent organization that people can reach out to, to uh, be able to contact what's what's known locally. And in in all states, there's adult protective care services, there's they're called APS offices. And there's a national organization, I'd like people to take down this website address. It's Mm -hmm. www. N-A-P-S-A dash now dot org. If you go to that website, you're going to find some good information about elder abuse, about detecting it, and then you can click on a very helpful map they have on their website to pull up the APS office in your area. They'll give you contact information, phone number, email address that you could reach out to. Let somebody know, get on the record that you suspect something's happening or that you have evidence that something's happening, and, and you will find that there are resources that will come in and get involved in the situation.
0: Well, Chris, thank you very much. Again, that web address is NAPSA now, NAPSA and it'll put you in touch with Adult Protective Services in your specific area. Chris, we very much appreciate you being here. Now, get that snow shovel out and, and get all the snow from Maine up and into a big pile, okay? Because I, I know that you got to be able to get out in the roads out there, okay? That's right.
1: Thank you so much. I, I hope you have a continue to have a good holiday season, everybody out there, all your listeners, and keep an eye out for your loved ones. It's it's that time of year, uh, but it's always that time of year when it comes to the most vulnerable. So thank Indeed. you so much for having me on today.
0: Right. We appreciate it. Chris Arrestus joining us here on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline.